Welcome to Indispensable, where we provide you with evidence-based medication advice so that you can feel empowered about your own health. I'm your host, Anna Barwick, and I'm an experienced clinical pharmacist, academic and PhD candidate. Join me as we hear from the medication experts, pharmacists. Hi everyone. Before we get started today, I wanted to let you know that Farm Online actually has telehealth consultations with pharmacists available right now. So if you're interested, head to Farm Online, that's p-h-a-r-m-online.com.au now and book in so that you can have a chat to a registered experienced pharmacist about your medication and health. Episode 16, Menopause, a backfiring car. Tani Simpson is a community compounding pharmacist, owner of Capera Compounding Pharmacy in Brisbane. Tani became a menopause pharmacist because she wanted to help women to understand where they are at in their life stage, what's happening with their hormones and how it relates to how they are feeling. With many options available for treatment, wading through this on your own is overwhelming and Tani recommends the treatment that fits your needs. Joining me today on the Indispensable podcast is Tani Simpson. Tani, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. So Tani, you're very much an expert around menopause. So tell us, what is menopause? Menopause is, um, by definition, it is 12 months with no period, no menstrual cycle. So usually it happens to most women around the age of 50 to 51. Um, And really it's, it's not diagnosed in any way by sort of blood tests or anything like that. It is 12 months without a menstrual cycle. Um, So I suppose something that goes along with menopause is then perimenopause because a lot of women will talk about am I in perimenopause well again there's no blood test really to define perimenopause basically if you are 45 to 50 you are in perimenopause and the definition of that is basically the the five years before menopause so um, and perimenopause we can have some of those symptoms of menopause things are fluctuating a lot so that's what's happening there and so so is it a change so it's hormonal change like what's actually happening in the body okay well let's go back to sort of when you're 35 because women don't realize that things start to sort of decline slowly from the age of 35 our hormones our sex steroid hormones which are estrogen progesterone and testosterone do start to decline from the age of 35 when we get to say 45 the average age of perimenopause to begin well things really start sort of fluctuating then um i sometimes give the analogy it's it's kind of like a a backfiring car so your body is really trying to um you know ovulate and get the most out of your ovarian reserves and um but generally sometimes you're not ovulating in that time um so in that time you've got these spikes all the time of estrogen going up and down and that's normally when a woman will describe that time as just all over the place oh my hormones are crazy i don't know what's happening to me then we get closer to that age of 50 to 51 where we see the both all of those hormones rapidly decline to a low level. Now, when they have declined to that low level, they're generally not fluctuating anymore. So at least the hormones are stable then. 
does not mean that you're going to be symptom free though. And what happens, Tani, with some, so I know some people actually ha can experience uh, menopause much earlier. You know, we have a, a proportion of the um, population goes through early menopause. Do you know what causes that? No, and I don't think the general, um, you know, the, the, um, the medical world really knows that. But yeah, if you, um, some women can go through menopause at age 40. And for those women, if you are experiencing symptoms of menopause or your um, periods stop at that young age, you must seek help for that because we, we can't go through um, that period of life without some replacement of hormones. So, um, yeah, really an indication you have to go and see your doctor then. Now, can I just mention yes. um, about the men's decline in testosterone? Yes, please. Much more gradual, okay? Yes. And it starts a lot later. It's a very slow decline. And even we know that men in their 60s can still father children. So they are still producing adequate amounts of testosterone. It's not aligned with what happens to women. Okay, <laughs> women's hormone reserves really decline about the age of 50 of menopause. So, you know, again, you can have that conversation with your partner that we're not aligned in this way. So please, yes, be patient, be understanding. Okay. And so what are some of the symptoms um, that women will generally see when they're starting to either experience perimenopause or even as they're getting, you know, to the completion and, and okay. menopause? <laughs> I don't know if that's the right terminology. Yeah. It's probably not. <laughs> no, well, we've got the hallmark symptoms, you know, hot flushes, night sweats. Everybody is aware of those. But I do a hormone evaluation with women if they think that they, um, you know, are having some symptoms of menopause and we go through about 30 different symptoms. Wow. So by the time that hormone evaluation has, you know, we've been through all the, all the different symptoms, they can, they're actually saying, Oh, right. Can that be a symptom? Can that be a symptom? I didn't know. So let's go through just some off the top of my head, which have vaginal dryness sleep disturbances oh my goodness um increasing anxiety there can be some depression mood swings irritability um definitely low libido um some women can have some arthritis as well there can be some breast tenderness so yeah lots of symptoms and so you can see that it's not just about those hallmark symptoms of hot flashes and night sweats there's more involved here and it affects our whole body oh I've so big one, memory loss and brain fog can be quite, um, yeah, it can be a very, um, it can be a symptom that affects lots and lots of women. Essential, knowledgeable, indispensable, your pharmacist. Everybody's experience at this time is so individual and, you know, um, I kind of liken it to, a little bit to, um, you know, birth stories. Like everyone has kind of different birth stories. Same with menopause. We can have one woman on one side of the room who will say, oh, I, you know, I breeze through menopause and now it's lovely. I have no cycles. I don't have to worry about you know, my period. And then we've got this other woman on the other side of the room who's like cowering in the corner, drenched in sweat, having hot flushes 20 times a day, can't sleep. It's in, you know, a really bad state. So, you know, it's just so individual, so variable. 
Absolutely. And I'm sure that woman that's, you know, cowering the corner is probably saying, I hate you. Stop talking yes, absolutely. about how, <laughs> how easy it was. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And so this is part of the problem is that we don't talk enough about it. Absolutely. And how would that woman feel, you know, expressing how difficult her time is with it, you know, when one, then another woman has experienced it completely differently and saying, you know, she's, she's, you know, not having any issues. So not talking about it is a big problem. Absolutely. And that's obviously, you know, the purpose why we're talking about it today too, to make it something that's open and and we encourage people to chat, you know, women to chat amongst themselves about what they're experiencing, going and talking to the health professional, coming to a pharmacist like you, that's an expert Mm -hmm. um, and, and just having that conversation. I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. So, Tani, we were like talking about those symptoms before we kind of get into medications and maybe some herbal options. What are some, um, I suppose, non-pharmacological options for helping to manage some of those symptoms? Yep, definitely. Okay, so number one, stress. You have to reduce stress at this time and prioritize reducing stress. It does have an impact on our bodies and even at a cellular level. So, managing stress can impact our hormones. It means that almost you can't utilize the hormones that you still have as efficiently. So managing stress, absolutely um, very important. Uh, Sleep also that you're prioritizing sleep because that has a a beneficial effect. Often women at this time are having severe sleep disturbances, but I often, when I'm talking to women, you know, I do tell them that the first four hours of sleep are the most important. So if you're getting four hours of sleep, please, we don't want you to stress because then that has an effect. Um, So yeah, they're the number, you know, the two most important things I think obviously, you know, not smoking, reducing alcohol and um, getting exercise and making sure that your weight is under control are really important too. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like it's a real vicious cycle then, isn't it? You know, you're, you're anxious, you know, that affects your sleep, but then, you, you know, less sleep you have, the more anxiety you have. So that must be really, really difficult to manage. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's talk about some medications and herbs that are actually um, available and, and what's the evidence for their use in menopause and some of the common side effects that people might experience when they're using them. Okay. Number one, to help with the symptoms of menopause, absolutely the evidence supports the use of menopause hormone therapy in women that can safely use it. Okay. So that's a conversation with your doctor to go through whether you can use it. But really the only, the the main reasons not to use hormone replacement therapy or menopause hormone therapy is called MHT now, is um, if you have had a hormone related cancer, so, or are at an increased risk of a hormone related cancer. So for many women, it's actually very safe to use and it's very safe to use within the, the first 10 years of menopause. So if you are having symptoms, it's, we can think about it as a deficiency state. You know, if, if you are deficient in a thyroid hormone, we will give you thyroid hormone to help with not only symptoms, but also, you know, the thyroid has, um, uh, you know, effects all through your body. So do, do these three hormones, estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. So the best way to alleviate these symptoms are with the hormones that you are deficient in. Okay. So, um, If we're talking specifically about side effects, if you are to go on to menopause hormone therapy, well, 
usually the side effects are symptoms of, of excess, I suppose, that, you know, it's an indication that you're getting too much. So with some hormone replacement therapy, it could be breast tenderness and some headaches, things like that. But um, say if you were using some testosterone, it, it might be sort of increased acne, facial hair, things like that. Um, so then if we move on then, so number one, I have to say is menopause hormone therapy for the symptoms of menopause, if you can use it. And Tani, so, can I just jump in there? Because we, yeah. we always hear about HRT. So are we moving away from that um, acronym, the hormone? The wording has changed now. Okay. It's not hormone, it's not HRT, it's MHT, awesome. menopause hormone therapy. Okay, great. That's yeah, good to confirm. Awesome. Happened. Um, so, yes. So number two, if you were not able to take um, MHT, um, there are a few... Yeah, there are a few herbs that are used. This goes down sort of a different <laughs> rabbit hole for me because um, there are some women who can't use it. For, that's that's fine. And there, so black cohosh is one in particular. I don't recommend it routinely because there can be a, a, an effect on the liver of black, go, black cohosh. And I just don't find that it works well for a lot of women. It might be an option, though, if you can't use MHT. Sage tablets can help for hot flushes, but again, I don't find it reliable, but I will try it with, um, with some women. There's also the phytoestrogens. Now, this is where I'd like to explain a little bit about how hormones have an effect in our body, because education is really important. And when you understand how things work in your body, then um, it, it gives us a little bit more control, I suppose, or feeling of control. So, um, Going back to how hormones work with our, the lock and key analogy that we learn at, you know, in pharmacy school is very simplistically, say the hormone is the key and it fits its receptor and it has an effect in the body. Well, our own hormones will do that very nicely. They have an effect. And so say if it's a lock and key, they will open the door and lots of effects then happen from there. With phytoestrogens, think about that. That key fits the lock a little bit. It, it does fit the lock, turns the key, opens the door, but it might only open it a little bit, just enough to alleviate symptoms. So none of those other effects happen because postmenopausally, we know that things start to, some things um, deteriorate. Our bone health deteriorates. Our cardiovascular risk profile increases. And sometimes even we can get those brain effects. So estrogen in particular has those positive effects in our body. And so by using a phytoestrogen, um, yes, it will help for some of the symptoms. If symptoms, if resolving the symptoms is your um, goal, your priority, then that's fine. You can use that, especially in the beginning when things, um, you know, in perimenopause, but really um, you have to decide on what your goal of therapy is. And if it's to maintain your, um, to, to maintain health, then we need those hormones to have the same effect that they 
that they are designed to have. So yeah, if I can, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That's right. So it's, it has some effect on like the symptoms like you're talking about, but it might not actually help prevent that bone decline and that risk in, in, you know, heart conditions and, and That's you know, right. brain degradation. Perfect. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people like the phytoestrogens because they're plant-based, aren't they? So a lot of people kind of say they're natural, you know, and, and I think we hear that a lot as pharmacists. Oh, I'd prefer to go with the natural option, but you know, like you're saying, it may not be the best option um, in a lot of cases. Mm. Um, and, and just because it's natural doesn't mean it's safe either. I think that's really important Correct. as well. Yes. Yeah. Um, natural is a, is a loaded term because um, yes, it might be derived from a natural source, but it's not necessarily going to have the same effect in our body as our own body identical estrogens. Absolutely. Testosterone too. Yeah, absolutely. Just about estrogen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, okay, so are there some, so any side effects with the phytoestrogens? Um, generally not. I mean, they're, they're fairly weak estrogens. Mm. So, um, no, I'm not usually concerned terribly about the side effects. I'm more concerned about the effects that the woman is having because of her menopausal symptoms and helping her alleviate those. Indispensable advice for you. I actually try to capture women in perimenopause to educate them about what, you know, what may be coming because then you're more attuned to those symptoms and um, you can actually have a proactive approach about how you're going to tackle them. Absolutely. And and you, you and I are probably in that age group where we've got lots of friends that are kind of probably getting to that age or in that kind of time of life as well. And and I know I have lots of my friends, they'll ask me and they say, well, what is the goal and what can I use and what would you recommend? And and so it's great that they're kind of starting to have those conversations. But yeah, having having a, a bit of a review and a, a talk with a, you know, a GP or, or a specialist in this area, I think will help a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I was going to bring up that um, through doing the hormone evaluation and having um, that one-on-one consultation with women, it's a really good opportunity to explain to them why they should have a midlife health check. So normally I'm capturing women at at the age of 50, 51, and they don't necessarily have a a GP. They've been very well and healthy up until that point. So it's a good idea to, at that point, get some baseline maybe some baseline tests done just to see where you're at at this point because like I said those hormones have important effects in our body they it's what makes us feel like a woman and it's what essentially you know keeps us young so once we're past that we need to just think about where was I back then and and I you know I often say to women if preventing osteoporosis is your goal then perhaps get a bone density scan even if you're not indicated to have one just to see where you're at now Um, obviously mammograms are important if especially if you're going to commence on um, MHT Um, also cervical screens, you know, just reminding them that now's a good time to just really, you know, get some baseline. Yeah, I love that. Exactly. And and like you're saying, then it's a good comparator, you know, as we age and we all will, you know, it's, it's just kind of going, okay, well, that's what I was like at that time. And, you know, if we see a difference over a time period, it means that we can be proactive in, in looking at, you know, options for therapy or looking at lifestyle changes that can enhance, you know, um, long-term health, you know, particularly as we kind of get into our seventies and eighties and nineties now. 
Yes, and I mean, I, I normally am speaking to women, again, at this 50 to 51 age, and, you know, by this stage, we're well established in our careers. We're, you know, at sometimes in very senior positions. And um, to, to then be in this very short period of time, have all of these things change that are completely out of our control. I mean, can you imagine presenting, doing a presentation in front of a room full of people and having knowing that you're having a hot flush come on? I mean, that is so unfair. You know, they have to, they do it lots of things change and they have to like account for these things and sometimes are even you know carrying a spare a spare change of clothes because they might be having you know flushing and sweating things like that it's it's just um yeah there's so many things happening so um yeah then then we can start talking about well what are your goals what are your goals for the future so personally i really want to be climbing mountains i love bushwalking i've got young kids now so i can't really do that but it's certainly what i want to do later on so it's about having that little bit of a vision of you know i I want to really look after my health um so yeah it's a good time to capture women then I love that. That's a great message. Awesome. And so then, Tani, what are some services that are available to support, you know, during this transition time um, in a woman's life? What What's actually out there that women can kind of connect with? Um, you know, there I, Jean Hale's website, you can go and um, go onto that website. It's got so much information. It's, it's almost information overload, but you, it has a fantastic search bar. I really recommend that you use that for specific questions that you have. Um, there are amazing women who have been through menopause providing amazing services like um, specific exercise physiologists. I mean, exercise is really important postmenopausal to maintain your bone. It's not all about the hormones, um, you know, maintaining bone health, very important. So, you know, seeking out those kinds of services. Um, also really looking after your mental health uh, is really important. And so there are many services out there and there are women who are in the same situation providing a service specifically for your needs. So yeah, find out about those, they're, they're fantastic. That's great. And we'll put some links up in the show notes so that people can easily find those as well. And obviously, you know, having a GP that you can rely upon and chat to openly and also, you know, a pharmacist and a pharmacy that can kind of help you with supplying these medications and chatting to you about, you know, the dose and, and, you know, how you're feeling. I think that's actually really critical. Absolutely. Get these people on your team. Um, And I I really like to practice in the way of the, the true triad relationship which is you know the pharmacist the doctor and the patient we're all working for the patient we're all working for you and because when it comes to um, especially menopause hormone therapy MHT treatments like there are so many out there and it really comes down a lot to pay your preference as a woman as to what you're going to want to use. I mean, there's patches, gels, tablets, creams, so many different things. So what is going to work for you? And also knowing that if one doesn't work, that's fine. We come back. It's a process. And this is why I'm connecting with these women at every single dispensing of their medicine to say, are your symptoms resolved? What's still annoying you? Which, and I'm educating about what hormones, you know, which of the hormones in this situation might be causing that symptom. Um, and just knowing that, you know, it's, there, there can be changes. And even as you're progressing through menopause, progressing through postmenopause, 
things need to be tweaked. You know, it's not like if you're just given one thing, you have to stay on that. Definitely options. And providing those options, that's what a pharmacist can do for you. Yeah, that's great. And such a benefit. Absolutely. Essential, knowledgeable, indispensable. Your pharmacist. Now, Tani, what are your five indispensable tips about peri and and menopause, perimenopause and menopause? (laughs) Okay, thanks for preparing me for this because I did think about these. Number one is information. Know about these things before they're going to happen to you. Um, especially this day and age, you know, we're, we're generally having our children a little bit later. So, you know, you can be reading about these hormones in relation to, um, you know, when you say your daughter might be going through puberty, that's another uh, massive hormonal change. And I mean, I think it's a bit unfair for us is that we're probably going to be going through perimenopause and menopause at exactly the same time. Our daughters are hitting <laughs> puberty. This is a really fun yeah, time. The household's not going to be fun then, is it? <laughs> yes, need to prepare your male counterparts for this and this <laughs> is sitting down and actually showing them that there is a physiological process that's happening behind the scenes it's not all in your head you're not crazy you need to let the people around you know this that you don't feel well because of this you know that's happening um so that's number one is become educated about where you're at now um, i'm really happy to help educate women that when they come in for a consultation with me you know just from some of their symptoms and their age i can tell them what's generally happening and that is so empowering so empowering to the woman they come out with so much education all right indispensable tip number two is let's get talking about it because this stigma is ridiculous Menopause is not something you should just get through, you know. You were at the, at the one of the pinnacles of your life, you know. You're, you're established as a woman. You don't just need to get through it and you need to talk more about it. So keeping in mind that those regular conversations with your GP, so they do actually, um, you know, take note and know that it's causing you distress, yeah keep having those conversations, have the conversations with people around you. Remember that everybody's experience is different. Point number three, obviously get a midlife health check. Perfect opportunity. We did go through that. Um, Yeah, know where you're at at this time before things can start declining for you. Number four, um, don't persist with the symptoms. You know, you know your body and you know that these, these things are happening and you don't just have to go back to the stigma. You don't just have to get through it. You know, I, I'm often seeing these women, like we said earlier, at the time where they're cowering in the corner and they're having 20 hot flushes a day. This, you know, it doesn't have to get to that point. You know, have these conversations earlier. You don't have to put up with the symptoms. Evidence supports the use of menopause hormone therapy and those who can use it within the first five to 10 years post-menopause, it's, it's essentially very safe at that time. So there's no need to just put up with the symptoms. And number five is we have to be kind to ourselves, you know, knowing that education, knowing that this is happening to us, we just, you need to be kind to yourself, know that there's a reason and um, you're not going crazy. Absolutely. I think that's a great thing to finish on. (laughs) Thank you so much for your time, Tani. It's been really insightful. And even I have picked up that HRT is not what we use anymore. It's M... 
HT, yeah, menopause, hormone therapy and the options today are much better than they used to be, much safer and yeah, there's no need to put up with those symptoms. Good. And I like that because I think there has been a lot of kind of negativity that's kind of gone along with our old acronym. And I think moving forward and knowing we're just replacing, you know, we're replacing what is declining in your body. And it's no different to us replacing calcium, you know, if you're deficient. Yes. It's exactly the Lion. same thing. Or yeah. anything yeah. like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> Indispensable contains general medicine and health advice and is not intended to be a substitute for professional individual medical advice. We endeavour to ensure it is accurate and up to date. However, we can't guarantee that it will always apply to you. Always seek the guidance of your pharmacist or other qualified health professional with any questions you may have regarding your health or a medical condition. This episode is brought to you by me, the Indispensable Pharmacist. Don't forget to subscribe to Indispensable and leave a review so we can help more people. Look us up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn by searching for Farm Online. That's P-H-A-R-M Online. I'd love to hear your suggestions for the next topic to be covered on Indispensable.